you're gonna catch a whole load of Jerry. Can it, Pinhead? You're listening to the Jerry River Show. Now that's what I'm talking about. As is now well known, on October 27th, Alex Canby shocked the audience of his game show Brain Teaser by going into some sort of trance in which he seemed to be talking to his mother, saying some really weird, disturbing stuff. After Canby's agent postponed the interview we had set up, Amanda's producer, Walter Stedding, contacted one of Canby's colleagues. Now, I know I was skeptical of Amanda's whole deal at first, but while they went to get that interview, I went out to do a little investigating of my own. But first, let's hear from Amanda. Second question. More than half the country's citizens favor... Now I knew you were listening, mother. I am here waiting for you. I am preparing. I will be ready soon. Please wait for me. More will have to die, mother. I'm sorry. In this infamous moment on live TV, Alex Canby seemed to go into a sort of trance and speak in a strange voice. Listeners to this program might understand why this is relevant to us. As you heard right here a few days ago, my experience on the set of Vital Impulse in Eben, New Hampshire was eerily similar to what we saw on television that day. I also spoke in a trance and didn't understand the words I used. Our very resourceful producer, Walter Stedding, managed to find someone who was on set that day. Thanks, Amanda. Yesterday, we received a callback from someone associated with Brain Teaser who spoke on condition of anonymity. The caller, we'll refer to her as Joan, had a lot to tell us about the incident and the aftermath. We've disguised her voice in this tape segment. Thank you for taking this opportunity to speak with us. I've parted ways with CPI since, but I don't want to burn any bridges. For our audience, CPI is Alex Canby Productions Incorporated. Hello, Joan. What can you tell us about the day of October 27th, 1987? Well, the line to get in that day was longer than usual. Three quarters of the way around the city block, in fact. On my way in, I remember thinking they were early. It wasn't till later, when I saw the footage, that I was struck by how unlike a TV audience many of them were. Every third or fourth person had a wide-eyed stare. In one break for commercial, when the camera does a sweep across the audience, you can see one man pull something from his jacket to show the camera, but you can't quite make it out. On the tape, we can hear the audience shouting. What was the situation like in the studio at that moment? It sounds like they were responding to Alex's strange behavior, but from my vantage point on House Left, I saw the commotion up close, and I can tell you what that man had in his pocket. He had a rock. A rock? 
like a geode or something. He held it up above his head, and the people seated near him seemed afraid that he was going to hit someone with it. The weird thing, though, this particular rock had a red stripe through it, and I swear it was glowing. What do you think he was trying to do with the rock? I haven't got a clue, but how weird is that? Then there was a sort of cheering sound. I don't know where it came from, but that's what people were screaming about. Listeners might be tempted to think Joan got the idea for the story she tells here from the guest on our previous show. Both stories do feature rocks that make a shearing sound and glow red. However, Joan's first call to our office was the day before that episode aired in its New York Times slot, and she had more to tell us. Four staffers were fired that day. Alex was forced to get a psych evaluation, which somehow found no abnormalities. You know, other than sounding possessed on a nationally syndicated show, it was all chalked up to the pressures of doing live television. He took a short rest and was meant to return to work last week, but didn't show up for the production meeting in New York. And you might have noticed that the tabloids are having a field day. Is he on drugs, leading a double life? Was he abducted by aliens and replaced with a body double? CPI's first statement said he had a stroke, then that he was fine. It's a bit of a mystery. <laughs> yeah, I hope you find him. Whatever he's gotten mixed up in, we'd like to see him get it behind him. Thank you, Joan. And we wish you better luck with your next project. We're going to hand it over to Jerry now in Westfield, New Jersey. Hello, Amanda and Walter. Well, I can tell you, I know where Alex Canby is now, but we now have more questions than before. <laughs> Let me start from the beginning. Westfield is a small New Jersey town with a high concentration of the silk stocking and limo set. Riding into town on my Harley, as is my style, I made a mental note not to run over Robin Leach. <laughs> Alex Canby's house is at the end of a quiet, tree-lined drive. This is no McMansion. This Canby guy might be a few cards short of a deck, but he's got taste. I pulled up and parked my bike at the top of the circular driveway. Before I got to the door, it opened and... Somebody who looked like a Mater D came out. Can I help you? Jerry Rivers from the Jerry Rivers Show. No time for the fancy mustard and what have you. I'm just here to see Alex Canby. I'm sorry, but Mr. Canby is away at the moment. I see. Well, did he say where he was going? I'm very sorry, but that's all the information he left. Now, while we're chatting there, a truck pulls up and a couple guys unload some big pallets of something or other. The driver walks up beside me. Where do you want us to drop these, uh... Take those around the side, please. You'll see a entrance at the end of the walk. You could try contacting his production company, CPI. Already did that. He made an appointment with us and didn't keep it. Well, you just tell him that Jerry Rivers stopped by, all right? I'll do that. 
Good day. No markings on the side of the truck. I rode back down the long drive and found a spot where the Harley would be safe and out of sight. And folks, I'm going to catch an earful from my lawyers for this. But I made my way back through the woods to see if something nefarious was going on. The movers had carried the pallets into a huge sunroom and were already putting together a set of columns, about six feet tall, maybe. I tried to get closer, but another couple guys from the truck walked by just as I stepped out of the woods. These two were carrying a flight case that looked to be a hundred pounds or more. Once inside, they pulled out what I guess was... A, a big rock. They balanced it on top of the first column and pulled another from the case. Then, I noticed someone enter the room. It was hard to see from where I was, so I snuck out across the lawn and right up to the window. Just my luck, somebody started to pull the curtains. So, I got down low and caught a peek inside just before my view was blocked. Even with the dark glasses, I I recognized Alex Candy. He was talking to somebody who was holding one of the rocks. He took the dark glasses off and looked down at the rock. There was something weird in his eyes. They were open, unnaturally wide. I mean, it was creepy as hell. I- I've seen some weird people in pro wrestling. I'm bodies ravaged by steroids, plastic surgery gone wrong, but this was a shock even for me. What kind of drugs was this guy on? The side door opened, so I ducked behind a bush. Now, listen to this. I'm going to play that back again and make it louder. There was a sound coming from inside that I could hear while the door was open. So, what I want to know, Amanda, is whether this is the sound you heard up by the Deadwater Lake. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Episode 5 of Under Dead Water. The series expands upon the universe of Mandible Judy. We hope you'll come back for every new episode. Our cast for Episode 5 was Matthew Bird, Amanda Goodman, Clayton Romero, Marty Anderson, and Chris Burke. Please consider becoming a supporter at patreon.com slash mandiblejudy. You can also support us by buying our Motherload editions at mandiblejudy.bandcamp.com. Until next time, this is Chris Burke. Thanks for listening.